Good morning. Blessed Lord's Day to you as we're gathered here on this fifth Sunday of Easter. That's Cantate Sunday. And those uh, Latin names get their, uh, get their origin from the introit, which we'll have today. Oh, sing to the Lord a new song, Alleluia, which is certainly appropriate as we continue through this season of Easter. And you'll notice a shift as we look at the texts this day, where Jesus begins to give us a foretaste of what is to come, as we will soon celebrate his ascension and Pentecost, as he tells us today, of the Holy Spirit the comforter and helper who will, who will come to us. Uh, well, we do have before us today divine service setting three and also the joy of receiving the Lord's Supper. And in keeping with our Lord's word, we do ask that all those communing at this altar today be members either of this congregation or of a sister congregation of the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod, as we are called to be united in doctrine, not just concerning this supper, but indeed all that we believe, teach, and confess as Christians coming before uh, the Lord to receive his gifts. At this time, I'll turn your attention to the inside of the back of your bulletin where we have that focused on Christ section that's a summary of the readings before us today. Though Jesus has departed from us visibly to the right hand of the Father who sent him, yet this is to our advantage. For Jesus, who is Lord over all creation, who intercedes for us before the Father, who is preparing a place for us in heaven, has sent the Helper, the Spirit of Truth. Every good and every perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of lights through Jesus Christ. The Holy Spirit helps us by taking what is Christ's and declaring it to us. In the word of truth, the Spirit works repentance and delivers to us the forgiveness of sins, the righteousness of Christ, and victory over the devil. For the ruler of this world is judged and defeated by the cross. Through the ministry of the Holy Spirit, we have been brought forth to new life in him who is the firstfruits of those who have fallen asleep. Confident of our resurrection with Christ, we confess, Behold, God is my salvation. I will trust and will not be afraid. And again, our service this day is Divine Service Setting 3. As it begins on page 184, we now sing the first hymn. O God, you make the minds of your faithful to be of one will. Grant that we may love what you have commanded and desire what you promise, that among the many changes of this world our hearts may be fixed where true joys are found. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God now and forever. The Old Testament reading for the fifth Sunday of Easter is from Isaiah chapter 12. You will say in that day, I will give thanks to you, O Lord, for though you were angry with me, your anger turned away that you might comfort me. Behold, God is my salvation. I will trust and will not be afraid. For the Lord God is my strength and my song, and he has become my salvation. With joy will you draw water from the wells of salvation, and you will say in that day, Give thanks to the Lord, call upon his name, make known his deeds among the peoples, proclaim that his name is exalted, sing praises to the Lord, for he has done gloriously, let this be made known in all the earth. Shout and sing for joy, O inhabitant of Zion, for great in your midst is the Holy One of Israel. This is the word of the Lord. The epistle is from James chapter 1. 
Do not be deceived, my beloved brothers. Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of lights, with whom there is no variation or shadow due to change. Of his own will he brought us forth by the word of truth, that we should be a kind of first fruits of his creatures. Know this, my beloved brothers. Let every person be quick to hear, slow to speak, slow to anger. For the anger of man does not produce the righteousness that God requires. Therefore, put away all filthiness and rampant wickedness, and receive with meekness the implanted word, which is able to save your souls. This is the word of the Lord. The Holy Gospel according to St. John, the 16th chapter. Jesus said, Now I am going to him who sent me, and none of you asks me, Where are you going? But because I have said these things to you, sorrow has filled your heart. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth, it is to your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, the Helper will not come to you. But if I go, I will send him to you. And when he comes, he will convict the world concerning sin and righteousness and judgment. Concerning sin, because they do not believe in me. Concerning righteousness, because I go to the Father and you will see me no longer. Concerning judgment, because the ruler of this world is judged. I still have many things to say to you, but you cannot bear them now. When the Spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all the truth. For he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak. And he will declare to you the things that are to come. He will glorify me, for he will take what is mine and declare it to you. All that the Father has is mine. Therefore I said that he will take what is mine and declare it to you. This is the Gospel of the Lord. Grace, mercy, and peace be to you from God the Father and from our risen Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Our sermon text this day is really the gospel reading on the whole, but we'll be focusing in on verses 12 and 13. I still have many things to say to you, but you cannot bear them now. When the Spirit of truth comes, he will guide you in truth, for he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak, and he will declare it to you the things that are to come. This is our text. Well, this gospel reading before us is the second of a series of three from John 16. On the night he was betrayed, Jesus teaches his disciples a great many things about his death, his resurrection, and the coming of the Holy Spirit. The focus of Christ's teaching today is captured very well by the collect of the day, which we prayed earlier. And in that prayer, we confessed the following. O God, you make the minds of your faithful to be of one will. And we then ask that God would grant that we may love what you have commanded and desire what you promise, that among the many changes of this world our hearts may be fixed where true joys are found. The words of this prayer help us to see and to understand what is going on in our gospel lesson today. Now we're picking up just a few verses before last Sunday's gospel lesson. That might seem a little counterintuitive, but there's purpose there. You see, Jesus is with his disciples one last time before his arrest, and they are distraught and sorrowful over what their Lord is teaching them. Jesus said to them, Now I am going to him who sent me, and none of you asks me, Where are you going? 
But because I have said these things to you, sorrow has filled your heart. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is to your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, the helper will not come to you. But if I go, I will send him to you. Jesus is doing what he must. This is all part of God's good and gracious plan for the world's salvation. It's all for our benefit. He is going to the cross, the tomb, and ultimately to the right hand of the Father. Now notice that this is for our benefit and not necessarily for his per se, because he is the one who will have to take the suffering for our good. But he goes joyfully as the suffering servant of God who wins for us salvation. All of this is for our forgiveness, our life, and our eternal salvation from the devil. This is good news of the highest order. Jesus then tells his disciples that he will send the promised Holy Spirit, the Comforter. However, the disciples were lost in their sorrow over the thought of Jesus departing from them, and they were not loving what God commanded or desiring what he promised. In other words, the disciples at that moment, they did not want the Holy Spirit. Instead, they wanted to stay with Jesus right then and there. They didn't want Jesus to depart from their company. You see, at this point, the disciples, they're a messy mixture of belief and unbelief, confusion and understanding. Folks, they just plain didn't get what was going on. And if we're honest with ourselves and with God, we are very often in the same boat. As we look at our own lives and the world we live in, we must confess that we very often do not love what God has commanded, and we certainly do not always desire what he has promised. Just like the disciples, we would rather Jesus be with us in the flesh, before our physical eyes, in a way that we can see. We want Jesus to make everything good, right here, right now, just the way we want it. See, God has ordained that a period of time must pass before Jesus returns. This is the little while to which he referred last week when he was speaking with his disciples. You see, we don't like the sound of that. As we wait for Jesus to return on the last day, God promised to send, and he has sent the Holy Spirit to lead us in truth. That is the preached and taught word of Christ and his blessed sacraments. In the weakness of our sinful flesh, well, we grow tired and we grow bored of this word of God, his commands and his promises. The sinful flesh does not like the Ten Commandments because they're sharp. They cut us. They kill us. They reveal our sin. As it is said, the law always accuses, but yet the law of God is always good. And yet it reveals that our thinking, our speaking, and our doing, they are not good, but they are rather evil. The law of God is always true, but it reveals that we are fluent in the devil's tongue, lies. We believe Satan's lies, and then we go on and make up our own. Now the old Adam in us, that is our old sinful flesh, it hates what God has commanded. God commands, love me and love your neighbor. Fear, love, and trust in me above all things. And the ugly truth is that our sinful flesh, well, it only wants to love ourselves. Then there are the promises of God. Think about it. What could be more desirable than the promises of God? Except his promises, they don't look and sound the way that we want them to. God promises to never leave us nor forsake us, and thanks be to God, he hasn't. But when we are presented with his chosen means of dwelling with us, his word, the sacraments, well, we are tempted to treat them with contempt. The devil is right there with his lies, aiding and abetting our sinful flesh. Did God actually promise that he's with you in this way? I don't see God, I see words in a book. I don't hear God, I see a middle-aged man in a funny-looking robe speaking things which to the world and to human reason sound utterly foolish. 
Did God actually say that he'll speak to you in this way? Well, dear saints, remember this. The devil attacks what God has spoken, what God has promised, and what God has given. Therefore, it only makes sense that our old evil foe would work his hardest at getting us to be so dissatisfied with Christ, his church, and his gifts. In other words, the devil's lies are fiercely focused on getting us to hate what God has commanded and reject what he has promised. With this in mind, let's look back again at the text before us today to what Jesus said to his disciples on that night on which he was betrayed. He comforts them. And he comforts them by saying, nevertheless, I am telling you the truth. It is to your advantage. could also be, it is to your benefit that I go away. For if I do not go away, the helper will not come to you. But if I go, I will send him to you. And when he comes, he will convict the world concerning sin and righteousness and judgment. Concerning sin, because they do not believe in me. Concerning righteousness, because I go to the Father and you will see me no longer. Concerning judgment, because the ruler of this world is judged. Now, notice that first and foremost, Jesus speaks as though the victory is as good as won. He will go to the cross. He will defeat sin, death, and Satan. He will rise from the grave and ascend to the Father. This is of the highest comfort to us. Then secondly, he tells the disciples of the Holy Spirit, that is, the helper or the comforter. He says that the Spirit will come preaching the law, revealing and convicting the world of our sin and unbelief. The Spirit will also then come preaching the gospel, that is, the righteousness that is ours through faith in Christ Jesus. He who is crucified is risen and has ascended to the Father. Through the preaching of the gospel, the Spirit will call many to saving faith, just as he has done with you. Finally, the Holy Spirit will come proclaiming this, that Satan, the ruler of this world, is condemned and he is judged. Now, dear saints, do you see why the devil is so ticked off and why he works so hard against us? The devil is condemned. He is judged. He is defeated and fallen. Jesus crushed his head on the cross, dealing a mortal wound to our old evil foe. And upon his return, Christ will cast the devil and his hosts into the lake of fire. God be praised, for Jesus lives. And the victory is won. The victory of Christ and the priceless gifts we receive through faith in him, these are the basis of our praise and our thanksgiving on this Cantate Sunday, where we say, O oh, sing to the Lord. It's just as it is in the intro. O oh, sing to the Lord a new song, Alleluia. His righteousness he has revealed in the sight of the nations, Alleluia. His right hand and his holy arm have gained him the victory. He has remembered his mercy and his faithfulness to the house of Israel. All the ends of the earth have seen the salvation of our God. Shout joyfully to the Lord, all the earth. Break forth in song, rejoice, and sing praises. You see, by the power of the Holy Spirit working through the word, you are in Christ. All Christ won for you on the cross is yours. The forgiveness of all your sins and iniquities. There's nothing that stands against you now. For the record of the law has been accomplished by Jesus and his blood has washed away your sin. You now have the promised inheritance of heaven, a good conscience before your heavenly Father, and salvation from the old evil foe, Satan himself. By the working of the Spirit through water and the Word, you are a new creation in Christ. By the working of the same Holy Spirit, this new creation, this new man in you loves what God has commanded and desires what he has promised. You are forgiven and redeemed by the blood of Jesus. You see, dear saints, you are not bound to Satan. 
You are not bound to his lies. You are set free. The Father of lights has willed that you be his, and you have been brought forth by his word of truth, that you should be a kind of first fruits of his creatures. Therefore, dear saints, live in that freedom of the gospel of Jesus. You see, in Christ, you are free to love what God has commanded. Consider your place in life and the neighbors that God has given you. By the Spirit, you are free to love and serve those around you, not in order to be saved, but out of thankfulness that you already are saved. And when you do stumble in sin, that same Spirit, He will comfort you, and He will call you to the Lord's house, where you confess your sins and then receive the gracious gifts and promises of God in Christ Jesus. The holy absolution, Christ's body and blood, and the remembrance of your baptism. For it is as God's baptized children, brought forth by the Spirit, that you do desire what your Father has promised. His word, which convicts and forgives and comforts and consoles. His absolution, which speaks Christ's forgiveness into your ears and to your hearts and minds, stopping the accusations of the devil in this world. And so also, you desire the very bread of heaven, the very body and blood of Christ, which is for you, the meal which delivers all that Christ has accomplished on the cross. As Jesus said, the Holy Spirit leads us in truth. He speaks not of his own authority, but rather whatever he hears from the Father and the Son, he declares to you, he gives to you even the things that are to come. And what is, what is to come is this, the new heavens and the new earth, which is your inheritance in Christ. And so when Jesus returns, just as he promised, he will gather us all to himself. We will be united in joy eternal, and on that day, we will sing as Isaiah prophesied, Behold, God is my salvation. I will trust and will not be afraid. For the Lord God is my strength and my song, and he has become my salvation. So, dear saints, may the salvation of our God give you a holy joy which abides with you throughout all your life. And may you confess this good news of Jesus to those God has placed in your lives. And finally, may the Holy Spirit grant that you may ever love what God has commanded, and desire what he promises, that among the many changes of this world, your hearts may be fixed where true joys are found. In the name of Jesus. Amen. May the peace of God, which surpasses understanding, watch and guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen. In peace, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, for true faith that sings of Christ our strength and song and salvation, that we may trust and not be afraid of anything in heaven and on earth save him. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For minds enlightened by our Father above, who reigns down every good and perfect gift, that we would not be deceived by the lies of the world and boast of our self-sufficiency to recognize God's gifts and receive them with thanksgiving. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For faithful preachers, that the righteousness revealed in the sight of the nations by Christ's death and resurrection would be proclaimed, and all nations who still dwell in darkness may hear of Jesus' righteousness and be saved, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, For kind and loving hearts, slow to wrath and anger, that receiving the righteousness of God we may in turn love our neighbors and help and support them in every physical need, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, for all mothers with newborn children and mothers with child, that the Lord would bless them and keep them in his grace, and that all these children would by the Holy Spirit be brought to baptism, where they might receive this blessed gift of forgiveness, life, and salvation through the washing of water and the word. 
Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For our president, our governor, the Congress and legislature, judges and magistrates, and those in the armed forces, that you would guide them to serve according to your will and for the common good of all, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. Hear the prayers of intercession we offer in the unity of your Holy Spirit, our advocate and comforter. For divine peace, comfort, and strength of faith and healing, we pray especially for Ron Lyon, Ron Gibson, Bob Rash, Chuck Lichty, Erlene Lakey, Lisa Rash, and Ted Phillips. Lord, in your mercy. For those who prepare to receive with faith and thanksgiving Christ's flesh for the life of the world and his blood that cleanses us from sin, that you would not unite us to believe and confess one faith and bring us to that day when we shall be one people together at your table, let us pray to the Lord. Lord God, Heavenly Father, through your Son, you promised your Holy Spirit, who would convict the world of sin, of righteousness, and of judgment. Enlighten our hearts so that we would confess our sins, obtain everlasting righteousness through faith in Christ, and through every trial and temptation, abide in the consolation that Christ is Lord over the devil, death, and all things, and that he will graciously deliver us from all affliction to make us partakers of eternal salvation. To the same Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Amen. Thanks be to our faithful God who continues to care for us, give us all that we need in his blessed word and sacraments. Special thank you to all of you for uh, the outpouring of love and support at the birth of our son, uh, Caleb Vincent Bibb. Uh, Mom and baby are both healthy, and as uh, many of you heard, it was quite the story that the Lord gave us. Uh, We're thankful that everyone is home uh, and healthy and and all seems to be going well. So thank you for uh, all the support and prayers that you've uh, given to me and to our family and to our little one. Uh, We greatly look forward to the day of his baptism, uh, which will come up on the last Sunday of this, uh, this month. Uh, well, we do have a handful of announcements here. Of course, the day continues with Sunday school and Bible study immediately following worship. Um, well, there you have it. I thought I had it all squared away. It's actually uh, Monday. Tomorrow we have 1.30 in the afternoon, our uh, Esther Bible study. And then Tuesday uh, is when we have our 9 a.m. Lutheran Confession study group, followed by new member class at 7 p.m. Uh, this coming Wednesday, 6 p.m., is our workout class. Um, and to let you know that there's a piano available at no cost in the auditorium, it goes by many different names, the blonde colored piano, the honky-tonk piano. Um, if you're interested at all, uh, please contact Kyle Durham. He would be happy to help you with that. Um, so also, there's a quarterly treasures reports that are available on the glass case in the entryway from the uh, voters meeting. And then also a handful of save the dates. Of course, Vacation Bible School is coming up. Um, May 31st to June 3rd. The registration deadline is May 15th. That's coming up this week. Uh, So please get those kiddos registered if you'd like for them to come. Uh, Also then on June 5th, Faith Lutheran Church in Richmond celebrating their 50th anniversary on that Sunday. They have services at 9.30 and 2 p.m. They've invited previous pastors to return and preach at those services. Uh, And Pastor Slater, as I understand, will also be there. And that may be the last opportunity you have to see him uh, if you've not done so before he leaves for Kansas. Um, Also then June 19th, the North Star Boys Choir Concert is coming. 
Um, the, again, they're a classically trained European-style boys' choir uh, that we have the great privilege of hosting here. We do need host homes for 20 boys and three chaperones. Please talk to Sarah or myself. We'll get that coordinated for you. Uh, we'll get more details coming here in the announcements and also on the Facebook page. I'm excited, too. <laughs> I think it's going to be great. Um, and then also June 25th, we have our Lutheran Early Response Team training that's going to be led by Pastor Gibbs. If you have any questions about that, please talk to uh, Kyle Durham. He'd be happy to help you, and I'll try to help you if I can. I think Kyle knows more about it than I do at this point. Uh, so we look forward to that. That's going to be from 9 a.m. to 3 p.m., although we're told it may not take quite that whole time. Uh, I do believe that brings us to the end of the formal announcements. Anything I may have missed? All right. Seeing nothing? God's blessings to you as you go throughout the week, rejoicing that you indeed have the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of truth, who has led you to Jesus, in whom is our hope and salvation. I'll greet you at the door. <laughs>